Nobody wins unless everybody wins. This is your fight. We're in this game. An impossible goal. These guys are good. Scary good. And this crowd is going bananas. As they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Hello, and welcome back to Line Change, the NHL betting podcast from Action Network. My name is Michael Leboff. I am the hockey editor here at Action. And joining me, as always, is uh, my friend and professional better. You know him as So Money Sports. And this episode, we will kick off, as we usually do, with a couple of underdogs. I'm going to let you go first. You have a pick on a team that we've been betting against, and, and now you're buying low, I guess. Uh, so you want to tell the fine folks who your favorite underdog for Thursday, January 13th is? We'll be going to Detroit here, and um, the Wings are first came back off a disappointing Western trip. They do play better at home, which is which is not surprising for a young team. The Jets haven't played since the uh, 7-1 embarrassment against Colorado, and COVID has made them thin on the back end right now. It's also concerning with an offense that tends to have trouble generating 5-on-5. It's going to be without, uh, without Nick Ehlers tomorrow as well. So I will be on the wings. Hopefully we get Nedeljkovic and Ned. Even if we get Grice, I think that the number is um, slightly high here on the on the Red Wings. So Detroit is going to be my, my underdog of the day. Yeah, that game should have chaos written all over it. Both of these teams are averaging over 15 high danger chances against per 60 minutes at five on five over their last 10 games. Detroit's 32nd and uh, Winnipeg's 31st. So what a surprise me to see this game go back and forth, especially like, as you noted, the Jets dealing with some injuries. So uh, could be a, a real barn burner there at uh, Little Caesars Arena. But for my underdog, this one is pretty gross. It's the Philadelphia Flyers, another team we've been talking about how bad they are over the past couple of weeks. But I think the number is going to be too good considering the spot. Philadelphia is plus 200 traveling to Boston, who are minus 250 on the money line. The over under here is six. I just think this spot is good enough for Philadelphia. They're getting guys back or they should at least. Claude Giroux, Ivan Provorov, et cetera, back from COVID protocols. And the Bruins, they're playing on Wednesday night, and this will be Tuka Rest for start of the season. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's a little rusty. It's not fun to back a team like the Flyers. They give up a ton defensively. So And the Bruins are just a machine in terms of driving play right now. They lead the NHL in expected goals rate of five on five. But like I said, I think it's just a good enough spot to sell high on Boston on Thursday night. Oh, and I should note that Boston is currently playing right now as we're recording. But uh, do you have anything on Bruins Flyers? Man, that's an ugly dog. Um... <laughs> Even though the Bruins are going to be on the back-to-back and the Flyers should be getting some guys back, how you mentioned, um, off the COVID list. I just have no interest in this Flyers team right now. Rask making his first start. He might be rusty, but I, I just, I can't get there. I have no interest in this game. You're not as uh, masochistic as I am, but yeah. So give me the Flyers. That's uh, the Red Wings against the Jets and the Flyers against the Bruins as our two favorite underdogs. Now let's move into the rest of the slate. We'll start in Carolina where the Hurricanes are hosting the Blue Jackets, Columbus plus 185 underdogs, the Hurricanes minus 230. That's going to be a theme once again on Thursday night. A lot of big favorites. The over-under here is set at six. I, I got nothing. I could see this game kind of like the Jets and Red Wings, because both of these teams do give up plenty of scoring chances, having some crooked numbers. But uh, I've got nothing on this one right now. Do you have anything for Columbus and Carolina? Not really. Uh, 
I may have some interest in the over. Uh, Columbus still trends as uh, as an over team for me, even though we got lucky again in that uh, Chicago game, getting the win or the push, depending on your number. But um, it's possible I could be on the over, but for now, I don't have anything here. All right. And now we can move on to the game of the night. Would you look at that? The New York Islanders are playing a hockey game, ladies and gentlemen. Their first oh, game look since... Back. <laughs> yeah, look who's back. Can you believe it? I, I really was wondering from the NHL, I was just going to forget about them and be like, yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll catch up to you guys next season. First game for the Islanders, despite having no COVID issues. This was because they had their Western Canadian road trip canceled, which we talked about a little bit in the last episode. The Islanders haven't played since January 1st. They played two games since December 20th, I believe. But like I said, they're as healthy as they've been in a long, long time, taking out a Devils team who are plus 165 on the road, who are the opposite of that right now. They'd be playing John Gillies in goal because Mackenzie Blackwood and Akira Schmid are both in COVID protocol. Jonathan Bernier is out for the season. Dougie Hamilton's out. We could also be seeing the devil skate without some other players. Let's see. Pavel Zaka, Jesper Bratt, Andreas Janssen, Nathan Bashan. These guys are all in protocol right now. Who knows if they come out tomorrow? But the point is, this devil's team is going to be skating very shorthanded with their number four goalie, I think you might say. So it's really tough to get behind New Jersey at this number. I wouldn't blame anyone for squaring out and laying like a goal and a half for, you know, if you want to do something crazy with the Islanders, go right ahead because it's really does feel like it'll be one-way traffic, despite the fact that the Islanders could be pretty rusty. Do you have anything on the showdown at UBS Arena? I don't have anything here right now. Um, we did speak about the um, the uncharacteristically leaking defense that the Islanders have. And of course, we know about um, about the Devils and how they play defensively. So um, this is another game where, depending on the number, I could have some interest in the over, but I would like to see some more clarification on both rosters. So for now, I'll pass. And now we'll move to Nashville, where the Predators minus 290 hosting the Buffalo Sabres plus 230 said a lot of big favorites on the slate on Thursday night. The over-under is set at six. I actually have some betting interest in the Sabres here. It will depend on what their lineup looks like. Alex Tuck, Kyle Poso, Tage Thompson are all in protocol. I think Thompson will remain in protocol. Everyone else, I believe, could clear. Peyton Krebs, there's, there's a bunch of Sabres to keep an eye on. But this is just... Feels like a classic sell high spot on Nashville. They're coming off a win against the Avalanche. We've been talking about them. They've been making us some money on the show. They're a really good team. They've been solid. Their defense is great. And their goaltending is spectacular. But I don't trust them to really get margin, no matter who the opponent is with the talent on their offense. So I don't hate Buffalo here. They're not a great defense. They're middle of the pack in terms of expected goals against. So I don't think it's out of the question that the Sabres at least make a game out of this. And at plus 230, that's really all you're asking of an underdog here. So I'll probably be on Buffalo tomorrow and I'll hate myself for it, but that's where I'm going. <laughs> Anything for you? Um, Tuck and Oposo should be back. Um, my concern here with the Sabres is goaltending again. We're back to where we were a few weeks ago. Um, Aaron Dell is going to be starting in net and it's really, really tough to back him. I do agree with you. Nashville, they they look a little inflated here. Um, so I'll wait and see what Buffalo's lineup looks like. Um, one thing to note is that I don't think that it's a given that Saros is going to start in this game. Um, this could be a situation where they give him the night off just considering how much how much he's played. So um, that would be something to keep in mind. If it is Riddick and Ned, I can definitely make a case here for Buffalo as well as the over. <laughs> oh, man, that won't be fun. Uh, 
Another big uh, favorite, St. Louis Blues, minus 230 at home, hosting the hopeless uh, Seattle Kraken, who are plus 185. The over-under here is set at six. Uh, the Kraken, I should say, you know, they did give uh, the, the Avalanche a game in their last time out, so good for them, but this team just can't score. They can't get a save. Really tough to back them against a Blues team that I think we'll be talking about this team a lot as the season goes on because I think we're talking about a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. So if you want to talk about that, I got nothing on the game. If you want to talk about the game and, and where you see the Blues right now, because uh, I think this team is quite good. Yeah, so I've um, I've kind of changed my tune on the Blues as the, as the season has gone on. Coming into this year, I was low on them and it did end up costing me some money there. But um, as the season has gone on, um, I do see this team as a legitimate cup contender. Um, the only concerns I have here is um, Binnington is not, he's not as consistent and I don't know if or when that changes. That would be a concern I have on the Blues. Um, they do run three lines that you can make a case that they will be a top line in for a lot of teams in this league. So the Blues, in general, I'm getting higher on the Blues. I'm not completely there because of their goaltending. In this game in particular, I want to wait for Tarasenko's status. I think he is going to be in tomorrow. And of course, Seattle is um, playing Wednesday night. So um, we'll have to wait and see what, if anything, comes out of that game. But I will pass for now. And in general, I will say that the Blues have... Um, have started winning me over one of us on the show placed the preseason bet on the blues at 50 to one to win the stanley cup i, I won't say which one of us it was but it was one <laughs> of us uh the ottawa senators they're plus 185 traveling to calgary minus 230 the over under here is six uh like the islanders the senators haven't played since new year's day and have played far fewer games than most teams in the nhl i mean there are some teams who've played 11 more games than the islanders uh it's just absurd that's incredible yeah it really is unbelievable how the nhl has managed to cook themselves into this problem but in terms of the game the senators uh this is a pretty tough matchup for them they don't dry play well the flames do the flames are solid in all three phases of the game they get good goaltending the senators do not once again if if I don't see much value on the money line here with Ottawa or Calgary, but if you do square out and want to play Calgary, like on a puck line or something, I wouldn't judge you at all. Do you have anything for Calgary and Ottawa? For now, I don't. I want to see how these rosters shape up tomorrow. Interesting about Calgary, they... We know that they're a good defensive team, but headed um, during the road trip, I should say, we saw a lot of um, a lot of deficiencies there on on defense. So that's something to look out for. However, I will say that um, I mean, when you're playing Florida and Tampa Bay, those kind of teams bring out the worst in your defense, anyway. So I'm kind of approaching Calgary with with some caution right now. I just want to give them a couple of games to get some practices in, and let's see how their how their defense re- uh, responds. Uh, Markstrom also looked a little tired. He has been playing a lot, so I just want to give them a couple of games here. Uh, we'll stay out west, a 10.30 p.m. puck drop at the place that was, it used to be called the Staples Center. I don't remember what it's called now, but uh, the Pittsburgh crypto. Penguins, crypto, right? The yeah. Crypto Arena or whatever. The Penguins are minus 145 traveling to LA, who are plus 120. The over-under here is five and a half. It seems like every couple of weeks, we're talking about a new Pacific Division long shot that's just becoming the flavor of the week. And right now it's it's the Los Angeles Kings, 6-3-1 and one of their last 10 with a 55.2% expected goals rate. They're in good form, but they haven't faced a particularly tough schedule. Although I will note, they did have a, a really good win against the Rangers on Monday night. And they looked good in that game. But once again, we've talked about the Rangers being a little overrated. So the Kings have had some good scheduling fortune. Uh, however... 
not a team that I really want to take on or lay lay money against right now, especially when they're at home. Uh, so I'm going to pass on this one. I would say that the Penguins, I don't think that this number is going to close where it is right now. Pittsburgh at minus 145. I would imagine it's going to tick up. Do you have anything on Pittsburgh and LA? This is an interesting game, and there's something that I wanted to touch on in this game here. So um, in terms of the price, I think that it's priced correctly right now. Um, But I also know that in the morning, the Penguins are going to get steamed because they do every game, as they should. um, Besides the tough luck loss against Dallas, uh, they're just rolling right now. But what I will say is that, generally speaking, um, LA tomorrow would get to a point where my numbers would show an edge on the Kings. And this is where it's important to kind of have some sort of subjective element as well in your, basically in the way that you do business, right? So when when I'm looking at this game, I see a big mismatch in the way that these two teams play. And I don't think that even though the market steams the Penguins in the morning, I don't think that they get steamed enough. And we saw that with um, Malkin coming back um, just before he was announced in the Penguins were at minus 150. And that was just before the limits went up. And it was a rush to market on the Penguins that morning. So I think that these kind of things we need to keep in mind as well. I don't think the Penguins get, get steamed enough. At some point, we will reach the point where the market does catch up to them. But right now, even though my numbers will show an edge on the Kings, um, I'll need a better quality opponent with a better matchup to a step in front of the Penguins train right now. Yeah, this Penguins team is an absolute truck and it's really frustrating as uh, taking my betting cap off and just looking at it as a fan, as an Islander fan, the Penguins and Bruins are the two teams they're trying to chase. And you just don't really see any signs of Pittsburgh slowing down. And, and that's been the case for about a month now. And it's starting to look like Boston's gearing into form. So we might have the Eastern Conference playoff position set by February 1st, which <laughs> will be kind of depressing. But yeah, like you, like you said, like at some point you might be able to make a case that uh, your numbers show some value just from a purely objective standpoint on, on a dog like Los Angeles. But who in their right mind would want to get in front of Pittsburgh right now, especially with Malkin coming back? Um, and looking fantastic. All right, let's close out this portion of the show with the New York Rangers. They are traveling to San Jose. The Rangers are minus 125. The Sharks coming back plus 105. The over-under here set at five and a half. Should note that the Rangers played in Los Angeles, uh, like I said, on Monday night. That game closed with the Kings uh, as a slight favorite. I don't really know how much difference there is between the Kings and the Sharks. I think Los Angeles is a better team right now. They got better goaltending for sure, but I don't know if, this is too much of an over-adjustment. I still don't think there's too much value on the Sharks, but if this number does creep up uh, more and more, I will be interested because I do think that betting against the Rangers for the rest of the season, or for at least for a good chunk of it, will end up paying off. Do you have anything for New York and San Jose? We've spoken about the prospects for the Rangers uh, moving forward this season. Um, the Sharks are another team that um, are outperforming my expectations at the moment. Um, with Reimer still out, I think the number is fair, but I might have some interest in the under. That's something that, that I'll keep an eye on in the morning, just because Hill is not a goalie that I want to rush to the under with. Um, so for now, I don't have anything, but depending on the way that the morning goes, I might be on the under in this game. We'll now move on to Top Shelf Bets, our favorite bets for Thursday, January 13th. Top Shelf, where Mama hides the cookies. I'm going to let you start because you're talking about another Canucks game. I do have a best bet in this game. So we talked about the tough situation that the Canucks were in headed heading into Florida after their long layoff. I won't get into that too much, even though I'm still I'm still pretty upset about that. 
they played better as the game progressed and they found their legs, even though the scoreboard doesn't necessarily reflect that. Um, not surprisingly, Demko, he looked rusty as a lot of starting goalies do after after a long layoff. This game wasn't exactly a Kodak moment for him. But I, even though the Tampa game went over against the Sabres, one thing to note in that game is that Subban did come in for the second and third periods, which changed the whole dynamic of that game. So I still have Tampa Bay trending as an under team. I expect Demko to bounce back. Um, I don't, obviously, he's not as poor as he showed. I'm nowhere near that. So um, I do like the under in this game. I don't think that six will hold. So um, I will be on the um, the under six in that game. For me? Um, going back to a uh, Chicago Blackhawks game, I had them as my favorite bet on Tuesday. They did cash as uh, slight favorites. They closed against the Blue Jackets. I'm going against them this time. The Montreal Canadiens are plus 145 on the road against Chicago. I know Montreal is playing on a back-to-back, and I know Montreal isn't good. I just don't really think that there is enough separation between these two teams to justify this kind of number. The Blackhawks are not good. 32nd in goal scored at 5 on 5, 29th in expected goals at 5 on 5. And they're 21st in goals against at 5 on 5. Their goaltending is not good. I know Marc Andre Fleury is the A side in this matchup, but he's not been a world beater at all this season. You don't have to tell me the Canadians' numbers aren't good either, but I just think at this number, you're taking on a team that it's really hard to justify Chicago laying minus 180, almost no matter the spot against a team in the NHL. And the Habs should be getting healthier after a little bit of a break. So going to go with Montreal here, plus 145, pretty ugly. Man, what a card. Flyers, Sabres, and Habs (laughs) on the same night. Uh, It's not going to be fun for me, but uh, sometimes you just got to do it. So yeah, give me the Canadians plus 145 and hopefully they start to put things together. They, I will say too, like their offense the past three games has has started to come to life a little bit too. So maybe test this uh, Chicago defense a little bit. Do you have anything on uh, Montreal and Chicago before we wrap up? I agree with you. I think that that Chicago is um, it's a little inflated. Um, it's concerning that uh, uh, Primo is going to probably start for the Habs, but um, this might be a game where they give uh, Flurry the night off as well. So I think that um, if that is the case, I do see value on the on the Habs as well. Um, so I might just end up joining you and pulling my hair out as well. Oh, all right, so there you have it. Another episode of Line Change in the book. This one is a going to be a pain special for Thursday night. So if you are riding with us, uh, we wish you the best of luck because I don't really think it's going to be much fun. Uh, But for so many sports, I'm Michael Lebo. Best of luck with your bets on Thursday. Have a great weekend, and we will see you on Tuesday morning.